Welcome to the Luminous Space Podcast, weekly meditations, readings, and blessings to assist with our rest, peace, and spiritual wellness. You can find out more at luminousanglican.com. Today we're celebrating the Feast of All Saints. For many people that are familiar, you'll understand the depths and the meaningful observations of this day. For those who may be new to the Anglican way or liturgical rhythm, you may be puzzled or want to do some research on the concept of All Saints. But I will say this, it is a helpful pause and reflection upon those who have gone before us, and especially those who are no longer with us, that have had a meaningful impact on your life. That could be a family member or a friend or a teacher, professor, a coach, neighbor. We pause, we reflect during this time. Light candles in remembrance. For we are not alone. And we are still connected to those who are no longer here. For they have gone on and are waiting for us. So today we look at John eleven thirty-two through 44. And this is a pretty popular story. When Mary came from where Jesus was and saw him, she knelt at his feet and said to him, Lord, if you had been here, my brother would not have died. When Jesus saw her weeping and the Jews who came with her also weeping, he was greatly disturbed in spirit and deeply moved. He said, where have you laid him? They said to him, Lord, come and see. Jesus began to weep. So the Jews said, see how he loved him. But some of them said, Could not he who opened the eyes of the blind man have kept this man from dying? And Jesus, again greatly disturbed, came to the tomb. It was a cave, and a stone was lying against it. Jesus said, Take away the stone. Martha, the sister of the dead man, said to him, Lord, already there is a stench because he has been dead four days. Jesus said to her, Did I not tell you that I that if you believed, you would see the glory of God? So they took away the stone, and Jesus looked upward and said, Father, I thank you 
for having heard me. I knew that you were always hear me. But I have said this for the sake of the crowd standing here, so that they may believe that you sent me. When he said this, he cried with a loud voice, Lazarus, come out. The dead man came out, his hands and his feet bound with strips of cloth and his face wrapped in a cloth. Jesus said to them, unbind him and let him go. Verse 33 and 35 are famous for Jesus showed an emotion that was a bit foreign. Jesus sees Mary and her people weeping. And this creates in him a, a combination of reactions. The same verb translated disturbed occurs again in verse 38. And many scholars think that the first phrase translated by the NRSV as disturbed in spirit reflects anger in Jesus' part. It is more than anger. It's not anger as we know it. It is a disruption in his spirit. That's where the disturbed comes from. When Jesus sees Mary weeping and the Jews who are also weeping, he is strangely moved. There's this disturbance in him. As Jesus' public ministry draws to a close, he is frustrated and disappointed. And there are Greek terms for all of these important moments. This shuddering kind of internal emotion, he's certainly weeps in verse 35, but the verb there is distinctively different. When Jesus does it, it is a different word than when Mary and the Jews do it. The more commonly used term that Mary and the Jews actually are described here with is Cleo. So this is something that happens often. But when Jesus does it, it's different. Verse 36 gets to the point Jesus' emotions is generated by his love. And this love is different, again, than other translations of love. I have found that many people try to drive a distinction between the kind of love that God has for us and then what they reference to uh, agape love and the kind of lower order love that people have for one another which is kind of different. But John, in this, combats that notion because Jesus' love and the love that other people have for one another, this is the same. Phileo. Jesus comes to the tomb in verse 38. This noun occurs 14 times of the tomb. 
Jesus says, do not be astonished at this. For the hour is coming when all who in their graves will hear his voice. Graves and tombs are the same word in Greek. This time we see the word that Jesus is calling out to Lazarus with a loud voice to come out. See something different. The next occurrence after this is Jesus' own tomb, where another stone, Lethios, appears and is taken away, as in verse 39 here. Here, the attention turns back to Martha because she is the one chapter 11 focuses on in spite of the lectionary. So verse 40 only makes sense in the light of the earlier exchange between Jesus and Martha in chapter 11. She emphasizes how dead Lazarus is with comet of stench. She paints this picture. She gives Jesus the bigger focus. He's been dead for four days. And of course, right after this passage, Mary, the sister of Lazarus, will anoint Jesus, his feet, foreshadowing his death that will actually overturn the stench. Verse 12, 3. We learn the house was filled with the fragrance of the perfume that she anoints Jesus' feet with. I'll pause and reflect on this for a moment. There is no mistake in how this was written or translated for us. We go from the death and the stench of Lazarus to his coming forth. The foreshadowing of Jesus himself dying and his body being anointed with oil. Standing by the tomb, Jesus prays. His trust in God's glory and faithfulness and ability to restore life is unlike anything else. Maybe not so much for the bystanders. So he prays for their benefit. And true to his prophecy, chapters 5 and 10, he calls his sheep by name, and they come out of the places of death. Verse 44 tells us that the dead man came out. And here's something interesting. The dead man was still bound. Notice that what Jesus does here, he does not zap away the trappings, rather... He calls the community, those around him, 
to unbind the man who had been held captive by the stench of death. so that he can be free. At different points in our life, we can all resonate with Lazarus. Needing to be unbound with the help of our friends because of we have been held captive by some form of death. And sometimes we resonate with Jesus here Moved and even disturbed by tragedy or death, loss. Perhaps this year for the Feast of Saint of All Saints, we can pause to remember when this has perhaps already happened in our life, when someone helped us, when someone gave us a way out. Someone helped to set us free, acknowledge something that needed to be brought out into the light. And when to recognize when we can actually do the same going forward. N.T. Wright says this, Since both the departed saints and we offer ourselves in Christ. We share with them in the communion of saints. They are still our brothers and sisters in Christ. When we celebrate the Eucharist, they are there with us, along with the angels and the archangels. Why then should we not pray for them and with them? This is a beautiful opportunity for us to see portions of John's gospel here and the Feast of All Saints, the concept of us being connected to those who have gone on, past, present, and even future. We are together. And there's no accident that we see a way forward together. For in our isolation, in our separation, our individualism, we have to focus on so many internal facets of life, which honestly keep us distracted. Sure, we should do great inner work and have moments of solitude, things that can happen in us individually away from others and away from the noise and and busyness of life. Sure, absolutely. And being together and walking through life's darkness helps us come into the light. Thanks be to God. my prayer and this blessing with Almighty God who has created humankind in your own image and has set us in stewardship over the creatures of earth, sky, and sea. Grant us grace fearlessly 
to contend against evils, to make no peace with oppression, and that we may reverently use our freedom. Help us to employ it in the maintenance of justice among people and creation. To the glory of your holy name, through Jesus Christ, our Lord. Amen. If you would like more information or ways to be a part of Luminous, please go to LuminousAnglican.com. Peace be with you.